My Gavan and my dear friend, welcome to Talk and Explain the podcast, where I will try as best as I can to simplify his uh, law. I will try and go through it uh, book by book. And uh, as for today, I want to start with a book called The Silmarillion, and I will try and simplify the first chapter. If you will bear me with me, I am not really an expert in uh, his law, but I love it so much. So I'm sure this is also a learning experience for me. But I just want uh, this love of this law to spread around to the people close to me and hopefully to the rest of the world. Welcome and uh, sit down, relax and learn with me as we go through and simplify this uh, book called The Silmarillion. We will start with the first chapter. So the first chapter of this book called Silmarillion is named Ainulindali. What that basically means is uh, the music of the Ainur. I'm sure most of you are wondering what I'm talking about. So in uh, Tolkien's uh, story, or legendarium, if I may call it that, there are powerful beings that are called the Ainur. These are basically angels, if I can call them that. They are angels that uh, help the big god. His name is Eru Iluvata. They help him to create the world. Although... Here, the world is not really called the world. I know most of you know the world as the world, but here, the world is called Arda. But even before the world comes about, uh, when, uh, when Eru, well, he, he's the one that creates this Ainur. So that's why it's called Ainulindale. So basically, he... he well, he's the, I'm sure from, uh, if most of you are Christians or Muslim or whichever religion that you follow, you know, you believe that there's a big God with a capital G, uh, Allah, or for capital A. I'm not very good at uh, Hindu, the Hindu, the Hindus or the Sikhs, but I'm sure, all, well, I, I know you have very many gods, but basically, uh, here, uh, we have to remember that Tolkien was a very strong Catholic, so I'm sure he based some of his creative thinking on his faith. So, yeah, well, this big god, his name is Eru Iluvata. So he created this Ainur, and uh, by, by then they were in a place called the Timeless Hole halls where if I can compare it to the Christian God, he's somewhere out there just existing. He's omnipotent, omniscient, omnip all those things. So he's there. Then, uh, so anyway, too many side stories. So basically once uh, Eru Iluvata created the Ainur, uh, they came to being, 
back then they were still if i may call them just spirits hovering around and uh, in a way they all understood uh, not perfectly then but they understood uh, what was behind eluvita's mind in making them uh, maybe there is one who is in charge of air he understood i will explain all this uh, next time but there are quite a number of them there are very many there are very many and uh, they they actually divided into two uh, i will go through all this uh, next time when i'm going through uh, the the various i know that uh, that uh, eru created but uh, basically what i'm saying is after he created them they sort of understood why they were created and then uh, eru uh, he creation in this uh, in this world of tolkien is basically through sin so eru started a theme if i may call it that because well tolkien called it that so he started a theme and uh, the ainu started singing as well and uh, there's something that uh, tolkien calls flame imperishable uh, if i may try to simplify what flame imperishable means it's basically how eru is able to create the world the universe everything even the ainur it's a uh, flame imperishable is basically a, a power to create if i may simplify it like that so he kindled it kindles them to them the, the flame imperishable and they start singing so initially what they were singing was very very beautiful the melodies were interwoven and it sounded very very well very very good uh but there is if i can call him a devil or a demon among the ainur for the christians and uh, i am not sure about the muslims but for the christians we have lucifer who we call the devil so in this universe as well there is a, a demon or a devil figure who is called melkor so melkor after initially people were singing in harmony then he started bringing his own things and interrupting the song and uh, if uh, i don't know if i can call it a remix yeah he started bringing a remix to the song and uh, this uh, this ruined the music it ruined the music a lot and uh, the other i knew became a bit confused they were wondering hey what is this melko guy singing so they they were a bit confused iluvata eru iluvata listened he he didn't interrupt initially he just listened until it became too chaotic his throne throne room became too chaotic and uh, well he thought okay you know what maybe i have to intervene so he stood up he raised his left hand 
and started another theme. Started another theme. He was smiling. He was not uh, angry at them for ruining his theme. So started another theme. Then the Ainur started singing as, as well. But uh, Melko, Melko is just as crazy as the devil that uh, the devil in whichever re religion you follow. Uh, Melko is as crazy as those devils. So he brought discord again. He confused the Ainur until they, they started keeping quiet. Because they didn't know what this guy wants. And uh, he... It was really chaotic. Again, Eru, the big god, he listened for some time. Then, this time, when he stood, he stood to interrupt the, the music that these people were singing and Melko was destroying and putting his own remixes that do not make sense. He stood with a very stern face. Uh, well, the, the guys that don't know what stern is, he, he was angry. So he stood raised his right hand and another an, another theme started if we've been keeping count this is the third theme that that uh, that has been started the first one was very melodious then the then after that uh melko brought his own things then it was stopped with a smile then the second one was interrupted again by Melko with his own things. Then Eru being angry stopped this and raised his right hand. And now the third theme started. So, well, they started singing, singing. But uh, Melko brought his chaos again. And his, his music was so violent and it was so chaotic. Until some, well... I guess he was convincing enough that some of the other uh, Ainur stopped singing what they, they had been singing initially and then they joined him in his remix. Maybe he explained to them that, hey, I want to sing like this and you guys are singing the other way, so let's remix this thing. So some of them joined him and uh, started singing with him. Now, Eluvata stood again. Stood told them to keep quiet, stopped the music, stopped it completely and told people, you know what, relax, stop singing. Then uh, what he did, he told Melko, you know what, when I created you guys, I made you more or less equal. But you, Melko, who is bringing all these skills, he didn't say that exactly, but... Basically, that's what he was implying. He told them that, he told Melko, you know what? I created you equal, but you are among the power, the most powerful among all these brothers and sisters. Okay, by then there were no brothers and sisters. They had not taken form. They were just spirits. But he told Melko that, hey, you are the most powerful. So, whatever you're singing is okay. Just know that uh, whatever you're singing is still from me. The flame imperishable came from me. It didn't just come out of the blues. It came from me. My 
if I can call it personality of Eru is that flame imperishable, the creation power. Yeah, I think I, I should call it his uh, personality or his spirit, if I can say that, his spirit. So, yeah, basically he told Melko that he or she, I don't know what, what, uh, what Eru is, it's never defined. But yeah, basically that's what he told Melko. Then um, after that, after the third theme was stopped, then he pulled the Ainu candle or aside and uh, brought them to the void. You know, when he, he created Arda, it was just a void. There was nothing in it. So he pulled, pulled them to the void. Then he showed them a vision of their music, the impact their music had made. Uh, basically, the, the visions that these people got was uh, a creation of, I think, if most of you have watched the Lord of the Rings movie, movies, you know they call it Middle-earth. Middle-earth is just a continent on, of the world. But anyway... Uh, Eru showed them a vision of what they had been singing about and basically that is a vision of the world that they had been creating. Showed them for some time, uh, then he took the vision away. Yeah. They saw visions of children of Iluvata. I don't know if you know about that, but uh, in Lord of the Rings, you you know there are elves, there are dwarves, and there are men. So Eru showed them a vision of men and uh, elves. Dwarves, there's a long story about dwarves that I will tell you later. That will be covered in another chapter later on. So he showed them the, a vision. Then uh, he didn't show them the complete thing. He just showed them a bit of the vision. Then, uh, well... He took away the vision. Among them, Melko was there. So he he knew that eventually after everything is created, the flame imperishable is going to go into the world and now help the, the Ainur in, in creation. And uh, among the creation is going to be the children of Iluvita, men and elves. So he really, 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 really craved to be their lord come down and come down to the earth when it will be created and just be the lord and the, the men and elves they start worshiping him because he he knows he's the most powerful and he really really craves to be a creator that is the that is how he started his chaos on earth yeah and uh, we also told that uh, this music that uh, the Ainu was singing, Iluvata stored the memory of the music in water. So whenever you see the ocean or whichever lake or a river somewhere, whatever those people were singing, I, I shouldn't call them people, whatever those angels were singing, the memory of what they were singing is is supposed to be in water according to the book anyway going ahead now i, I will talk about 
three Ainur. There are several others, but I will talk about three of them. There is one guy who is called Ulmo, who really, really likes water. So when they were singing, uh, he was visualizing creating water. So the, the, the oceans and the lakes and the rivers in the world, he's the one who is responsible for making them. Yeah. Then there is uh, someone called Manwe. Manwe likes, really likes the wind. So he basically created air and the atmosphere, the atmosphere above the, 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 the earth. He basically created that. Then there is another guy called Aule. Aule is a, well, they usually call him Aule the Smith. Aule is responsible for creating maybe the, the mountains, some hills, basically the earth, the valleys. He's, he's very good at working with his hands. So that's what he basically became uh, created. And uh, Manwe, the creator of the atmosphere and the Ulmo, they became very, very good friends. And they, they, well, they became allies and they started serving Iluvata. Yeah, basically that's it. So, yeah, that is what those guys were doing. And uh, th that those visions that they were shown is what they saw they, they had done. So after he showed them the vision, he took the vision away. And uh, we are told that uh, after this creation, after these guys create whatever they are creating, this will be the last time they will be able to create. And uh, the next creation will be with uh, Iluvata and his children, the elves and the men. So after they are done singing, that is the last time they will create. Anyway, after he showed them the vision and then he took the vision away, then he basically said air. Uh, let air means basically means that let the universe come about. He, that is the word that he used to create the universe. That is the word that Tolkien used to describe. Well, not really described, describe, but air is the name of this universe. So after that, doing that. Uh, well, the, the Ainu saw what they had been singing about and they came down. Then they, they started creating, they almost started creating the oceans. He didn't really start, but whatever he, was, he had been singing about started coming to life. Then Ainu with the mountains and the hills and a man way with the atmosphere and there are there are very many others that i will talk about later on but basically that's what uh happened uh yeah then amelko as usual came down started making kills when aule makes a mountain ah melko comes and throws it down when Ulmo, Ulmo makes the, maybe an ocean or a lake, then uh, Melko comes and uses the water that is in the lake to flood the mountains or, or maybe a valley somewhere or 
the beach, the beachside property. Okay, there's no property yet, but that's what he used. He did. He just came and started creating, just making it chaotic. Because let's remember that he he craves to be a creator, and when uh, when Iluvata told him that, hey, you know, you are the strongest. I suspect that uh, what he thought is, you know what, if you can create, I also want to be able to create. That's why he was, he was making it chaotic for, for the Aule. He was really ruining things. If, if Melko had not been corrupt, uh, the earth would be perfect and there would be no story to, to write about. Because as we'll come to find out later on that Melko is the first big bird that has ever been there. He's the first Dark Lord. I, I know, I'm, I'm assuming that some of you have watched the movie and you know that, you know Sauron. Sauron is also an Ainu. But uh, Melko was the first. There are various, there, there are two main categories of Ainu that I will talk about later. For now, just know that I knew I angelic, I angelic pins. Yeah, anyway, when uh, they came down, Manwe became the chief of the Aule, of, of them. And, uh, well, as I told you, Melko became, started making things chaotic. And it was just too, too chaotic until I, I should call it war. Because that's what Tolkien called it. It was more or less the first war among the, among them, among the Ainu, because Ulmo does this, Melko counteracts it. Aule does this, Melko counteracts it. Manwe does this, Melko counteracts it. Well, it got to a, a point that uh, I, those guys became tired. The Valar. If I can call it that, well, I should be able to call it. Uh, well, there are Valar, and you know what? I'll talk about it later. Let let me just say that I know became tired of Melko's interruptions every time, until they showed him that, hey, we are not really happy with what you are doing. So ah, Melko became fed up because he can't really do anything. Then he. He departed, departed and went to other regions. So, well, after that, the, the Ainur, let me just call them because I've named three Valar, created the earth according to the vision that Iluvita had, Iluvata had given them. And of course, we know that uh, Melko came down with his skills. But anyway, basically, that is the end of the first chapter. So, in summary, Eru was existing before the beginning of time. Then he created the Ainu. Then he sang some music with them. And uh, that music was basically creation. Then among the Ainu was someone called Melko, who is a chaos being that ruined made a lot of kills but we have to remember that uh, everything happens because Iluvata wanted that to happen 
So even Melko being bad was among uh, Eru Iluvata's plans. It's not that he just decided to become chaotic randomly. No, 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 no. no. All of this was in uh, Iluvata's plan. And yeah, that's it. So creation created the the Ainu, then the Ainu started singing, and uh, basically that singing is creating of the the universe, and among that universe is the world. Is the world as we know it? Let me just call it the world so that you can understand what I'm talking about. And uh, the world, or maybe let me, I can say the earth was created and. There was a guy called Ulmo who's, let me say, in charge of the sea. And Aule is a smith. So obviously he was in charge of creating the earth. And Manwe likes the wind. So basically the atmosphere around the earth, he's more or less in charge of it. Anyway, that is a basic, basic, very, very, very basic summary of what happened in uh, the chapter called Ainulindale. Uh, join me next time as uh, I discuss about the Ainur, the various Ainu that are there. Uh, there are very many, but I will name just a few uh, so that uh, we can uh, continue slowly with, with our with understanding what the Silmarillion is all about. Anyway, thanks very much for joining me in this. Uh, it's not expert, but a simple way of explaining Tolkien. And I hope to see you again uh, on the next episode. Goodbye for now.